Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. So I've just done the notes for a VIP online coaching client of mine who I've been working with for the last couple of months and who has lost 6% of their body weight during our time together, working together, uh, which is fantastic. So if you're ever wanting to know what 6% weight loss looks like, just take your current body weight and times it by 006 and that's what your what your 6% weight loss would look like. But not only that, we've noticed things like clothes fitting better, also a lot less stress around the process. So I hadn't met this person before they contacted me for some help in weight loss. And so I did, there's a bit of getting to know people in that regard and building a relationship. So um, I'm always looking out for sort of, not just red flags, but ideas about a person's diet history, what's worked well, what hasn't worked well, so that we can potentially move away from the things that cause undue stress in their life or strategies that they might have used that have caused stress in the past in regards to fat loss and that most of the time are not really necessary. Of course, everybody's different. But so I've gotten to know this person and the feedback that I got this week was that their clothes are fitting better. They're finding it easier to stick to the habits that we've worked on so far and starting to feel satisfied with less portions of, you know, foods that people would consider to not be appropriate for a fat loss diet such as chocolate. Um, So going from eating an entire block, being easily able to eat an entire block of Cadbury caramel milk, which I can do as well, but just feeling more satisfied with less of that and feeling quite proud of themselves for that, which is amazing. So all of those are non-weight related wins, even though we've got that 6%. But the problem that we've, or, you know, the hurdle that we've encountered at the moment is a bit of a plateau of weight loss over the last couple of weeks. So we've been keeping an eye on this. We've been logging habits. We've been um, logging progress and we've hit a bit of a plateau and that's completely normal. I actually would expect it at this point. And so because we have been using non-calorie tracking methods for fat loss, so this person has lost 6% of their body weight, they've lost centimetres from around them, their clothes are fitting looser, um, their husband's commenting on how well they're doing at sticking to their their own plan that they've created as part of this process. Um, so all of that they've done without tracking, without using a calorie tracking app. And I would honestly expect people to get to the point where they do plateau. So we look at the data that we've collected for the last few weeks then, and we work out what strategy we're going to take from now. So um, one of the the points that they made about what they like about the Fit AF way is that 
they get to choose how they're going to do things. And that is huge for me because I don't ever want to be the type of coach that controls people, nags people, (laughs) ruins their relationship with food or makes their life miserable during the fat loss process. That is not for me. It's not what I'm about. It's, you know, it requires too much energy. I, I don't want to do that. But also it doesn't empower people to make choices going forward that will actually help them to continue their fat loss progress if that's what they need to do, their, their process, but also um, be able to not have to buy into somebody's diet or food rules again. So the fact that this person mentioned that their husband has noticed that they are more easily sticking to these lifestyle changes this time around tells me that, um, you know, I just find that I really like that. It can be a little bit of a slower process, but it's totally up to the person that I'm working with as to how they go about the fat loss process. So what people need to understand is that an energy deficit is required for fat loss, however you want to frame it. We can't get away from that rule of fat loss. I call it the first rule of fat loss But how you go about that is totally up to you. And there are faster, slower, harder, easier uh, ways to go about it. And there isn't a one size fits all approach. So I think that anybody who says that you need to avoid sugar, you need to avoid carbs, you need to avoid fruit, for example, or any kind of food, or you must eat at a certain time of day or not eat at a certain time of day, blah, blah, blah. All of these rules that people find it hard to stick to, they're just not necessary. So I've said to this person, okay, so weight loss has plateaued a little bit. This probably means that we're eating the same amount of calories as we're burning. So that would be maintenance calories. We've been, you've been doing that for the last couple of weeks because we can see that everything's stabilized. So what would you like to do going forward? There's a couple of things that you can do. So this person has taken a fairly flexible approach to now. We've worked on a lot of mindfulness around hunger and fullness and, you know, mindfulness around food selection and tweaking a few things there, but we haven't actually counted calories. Um, So they've got their 6% weight loss without counting calories. There's a couple of ways to go when you hit a weight loss plateau. And that is, you probably need to get a little bit more specific around quantifying your food. So if you have a bit of weight to lose, you've got a bit of body fat to lose, and you've maybe been eating in a totally just whatever way for a long time, you make a few little tweaks and you do get that energy deficit initially and you do get those results. They come along and for the first few weeks or couple of months, you can get those results without seemingly changing too much. But when you hit a plateau, it's really up to you to ask yourself, okay, how much more am I prepared to change? How much harder am I prepared to make the process? Is that a good idea for where I'm at with what's going on in my life at the moment? And will I be able to stick to whichever method I choose? So we had a chat about a few different options. So I said, you can continue taking a flexible approach to your eating. 
I can see and you tell me that you you like to eat out a bit, you know, you have these things come up where you eat out with family or you eat meals with family or you might grab something um, from like a, you might grab a lunch from a takeaway. That's a big part of your life and that's okay. So you can continue to eat flexibly. You can continue to eat as you have been, but reduce the amount that you're eating there. So the benefit is that of that, the benefit of that is that this person won't really need to make huge changes to their life at the moment. But the pros are that they they're going to have to work pretty hard to stick to that because if you are choosing even if it's subway um whatever from, you know, even some of these pre-made meals you're going to need to be mindful that more processed foods are easier to overeat. So if you do include chocolate, you do include um, Subway takeaway, whatever it is, or things that you can't actually, you don't know what the value of the food is, you can include them, eat a bit less, but know that it's a little bit easier to overeat. So that's an option eat the same, eat a bit less, you might also not feel very satisfied by that too. So you could calorie track these foods as in a flexible dieting approach and just make it fit into your calories and you will still lose body fat. You might just find it a little bit harder to stick to. So you've got to be pretty skilled at calorie tracking in that instance too. And this person has just started a new job, which they're like taking all of that in. So it might not be a great idea for this person to add calorie tracking into their daily tasks for now, but they can if they want to, and I'll support that process if that's what they choose. We've also talked about spacing out meals. So Some people do this via fasting. It's not magic. It's just trying to get your calorie intake down. But what we could do is plan our day to have three or four larger meals with about three or four hours in between with no food intake. So that really means that you can't just decide that you're going to eat something. And I do this quite often. Like You can't just decide that you're going to walk past the pantry and grab something out or walk past um, the biscuit tin at work or the chocolate charity chocolate box or whatever it is and decide that you're going to have that. This strategy does mean that your meals need to be really substantial and you need to focus on probably, you know, including some really decent lean sources of protein, some really decent um, whole foods, carbohydrate sources, plenty of fruit and vegetables within that as well, and a little bit of dietary fat. So it still does require mindfulness around portioning. Um, But by spacing out the meals, we want to hopefully reduce total daily calorie intake without tracking it. So portioning still applies. Mindfulness still applies. I do not recommend that people try to eat as little as possible because that leads to that extra snacking. So Meal planning does apply here. You're going to have to plan your meals in advance. You're going to have to have them ready to go and you're going to have to make sure that they're enough for you so that you can space them out over the day. And that might require a little bit of trial and error. Um, we talked about simplifying meals. So instead of having meals where we throw everything into the pot, we don't really know how much the meal is worth. Just using visual portioning of three to four meals a day, including a palm-sized portion of protein, half a plate of salad or vegetables, or even fruit, depending what the meal is, a fist-sized portion of starchy carbohydrates like potatoes, pasta, bread, 
um, and a thumb-sized portion of fats. Now, being aware that the dietary fats could include cooking fats, depending on how you cook the meal, it could include you know, cheese or nuts that you like to have as part of that meal. So just being aware again of portioning, but simplifying those meals down into their macronutrient parts in order to bring energy intake down. So that is another strategy. Um, some of you might have done the plating strategy before. I um, There was a guy in Newcastle, a dietitian, that was promoting this a few years ago and years and years ago, maybe 15 years ago and I used it. So he would give you like a little, um, plastic, um, plate divider that you'd put over your plate and you would portion your meat and your carbohydrates and your vegetables in that way. So, um, it's a really simple strategy. It's not, um, it's not an exact science, but it's another way to get your energy intake down for the day without having to count calories. Another way is to tally your meals um, for the 80-20 rules. So say if you eat four meals a day, seven days a week, that's 28 meals. Plan 22 of them to meet the guidelines that I've just mentioned. So be pre-prepped, ready to go or plate them that way and then enjoy your other six meals. They might be moderately processed meals. They might be a meal out. You'll still really need to be mindful of portions. You can't just eat everything that you like. Um, but if it helps you stick to your plan to know that you can have a portion of your week where you can just have it for enjoyment, you can eat the foods that you enjoy. If it ultimately helps you stick to your fat loss plan, that's a really good option. Obviously, what works for one person is going to be different to what works for another person's lifestyle. And that's why it's really a matter of choosing a strategy, practicing it for a couple of weeks, then review it and ask yourself, was it relatively easy to implement? Was it easy to stick to? Did it help me move past my weight loss plateau? And can I continue it? And there's your answer as to whether it's for you. And of course, with this person, I've said, use your unlimited messaging support with me during the week. I'll support any strategy that you choose and help you to implement it. Um, but it's totally up to you. So there you go. There's a few non-tracking ways that you can bring your energy intake down for fat loss. And if you'd like support, one-to-one -one support from me, you can email coach at fitaf.com.au to learn more about my coaching options. And I hope to hear from you soon.